0: Welcome to church. I just want to start by asking this. Did anyone watch the incident that happened at the 2022 Oscars Academy Awards? If you haven't, perhaps you have read about it or heard people talking about it. Well, for those of you who are not into this kind of thing and not aware of what happened, what what, what Oscars? Um, Well, you know, in the Oscars, the, it, it's kind of a tradition for the host to be funny. If you're not funny, you won't be invited back to be the host, right? you got to be funny as the host. And this time they have Chris Rock, you know, the comedian. Um, who else, right? Could be better than, than Chris Rock to be funny, to be the host. Well, he made a joke about Will Smith's wife on stage, Jada Pickett Smith. And it was an insensitive joke about her and Will Smith wasn't happy about it. He woke up to the stage and slapped Chris Rock hard across his face. On live TV, everyone watched it globally to the horror of everyone. So what's the aftermath of that? Well, there are mixed opinions about it, of course. Those on Chris Rock's side, uh, well, Chris Rock after that didn't, didn't retaliate or anything take it. And so, those on Chris Rock's side basically say, well, he should press charges and sue Will Smith for assault. Yet, on the other hand, those are who, who are on Will Smith's side, well, defended him, praise him for standing up to defend his wife's honor. I don't know. What do you think? I've been thinking about this. Had arguments about this. Um, well, Will Smith recently, let me say this, Will Smith recently released a a book, a a memoir, a self-help memoir book about himself. The title is Will, in capital, W-I-L-L. One reviewer describes the book in this way, and I quote, the book, or the, the book Will, is the story of how one person mastered his own emotions written in a way that can help anyone else do the same. In case you missed it, let me read it again. It is the story, the book will, of how one person mastered his own emotions, written in a way that can help anyone else do the same. What I saw on stage when... Will Smith's slap Chris Rock was anything but someone who mastered his own emotions. See, I, I'm not in a place to judge, but I don't know what's going on through his mind when he decided to do that, what he did on stage. Perhaps he was just having a, a really bad day, and then Chris Rock made that insensitive, out of place joke, um, which. Really, if you think about, it, he's doing his job uh, to be f- trying to be funny, and I'm not justifying his joke, making fun of someone's illness, his uh, Will Smith illness, which you know. So that's not what I'm trying to say, justifying his joke or anything. But what I'm saying is this: Chris Rock was just doing what any other comedians have done before on stage. Nothing new. Perhaps worse. If you've seen um, uh, stand-up comedy live, you know that the last thing you want to do is to sit up front because you get picked, right? Yeah. You get picked, and they'll make fun of you. They tear you apart. Um, so if you want to be on, you know, you want to go and watch stand-up comedy, you, you you sit right at the back or in the middle where, where no one sees you. <coughs> so I don't know what happened. And, but someone once said this, and I think it's interesting, and I want to read it out for you. He says this A true test of one's character isn't how you are on your best day, but how you act on your worst. See, I, I think there's a lot of truth in that. We, we've been through the, the Gospel of John for 48 weeks now, and. A couple of weeks ago, we we read how Jesus had been arrested and handed over to the authority to be crucified. Uh, That's what the demand of the religious Jews, they want Jesus to be crucified. Now, if a true test of one person's character is on his worst day, as the quote says, then for Jesus, this day must be it for him. So, the question is, how did Jesus fare during the worst day, supposedly, on his life? So, I want to look at three things this morning on Jesus, in Jesus' suffering, uh, which may help us when life, gets, when life seems gets out of control for us. So, three things in Jesus' suffering that we're going to look at. The first thing is the injustice of his suffering. The second thing is the humiliation in his suffering, and finally the power of Jesus' suffering. So the first one, the injustice of Jesus' suffering. John 19 verse 1 to 3 says this, Then Pilate took Jesus and flocked him. And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns, put it on his head, arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. So remember, Jesus was innocent. They whipped him, they mocked him, they assaulted him to an innocent man. Perhaps Chris Rock wasn't as innocent because he made Job, insensitive Job, but Jesus in this case, they whipped him, mocked him, and assaulted him. The crown of thorns that the Bible says they made would have sunk into his head, his blood would have gushed out and covered all over his face. All of the injustice was done to Jesus even before he was sentenced. Do you realize all of this was before Jesus was sentenced? Pilate, the governor, admitted this in verse 4. It says, "Then you know, remember Pilate went in and out so that the Jews don't have to defile themselves and make them unclean for the Passover? So after speaking Jesus, Pilate went out again to speak to the religious Jews. He said, See, I'm bringing him, Jesus, out to you that you may know that I find no guilt in him. This is an innocent man. Jesus wasn't sentenced, yet look at what they've done to him. So Jesus suffered, in this case, a tremendous injustice. What is happening to him seems like things have gotten out of control. What did he do? What did Jesus do when things seem to be out of control? Well we'll, well, we'll look at this in our last point, but now I want you to see the injustice in his suffering. Some people's sufferings are just, understand that. Um, for example, when you, know, when you do something and then you reap the consequences, but not so for Jesus. The injustice that he's experienced, the suffering that he's experienced is not the result of his own action. It's not because he did something wrong. See, same with you today. Perhaps you have experienced that. You, you know, Perhaps you experience injustice in your life. Um, like, for example, falsely accused by people you trust or betrayed by those you love, let down by someone close to you. Perhaps you experience that. Let me say this through our passage this morning, what we see in Jesus is that Jesus experienced all of that and more. And this is important for us. I don't want us to miss this, because only when Jesus dies on the cross through the act of injustice, because of the act of injustice of the people, that Jesus, only then Jesus can truly sympathize with you and me in our experience of injustice. This is very important for Jesus to go through. See, because many gods and religions can only offer solution, but none of them can truly understand and sympathize with your injustice. How can any god so far removed from us, you know, sitting on their thrones, away from any pain and suffering that humankind experience, understand anything what we are going through? There's no way. There's no way their comforts, those comforts coming from God so far from humankind are empty and meaningless. It is the same as when you're suffering so deeply and somebody who's obviously never gone through that kind of suffering come to you and say, I understand how you feel. Deep down, you you will scream out, no, you don't. You don't know what I'm going through. So, Jesus going through this so that he can truly sympathize with us. Jesus experienced injustice in a way for your sake. See, Jesus' words of comfort to you is not empty. It's anything but empty, nor meaningless. Jesus knows the pain and more. So Christians, I believe in Jesus, through the injustice that he experienced, we can find the perfect resources on how to manage our own emotions when we are facing injustice in our life. We could learn from the true master of emotions, of how to manage one emotion, and his name is Jesus. The second thing I want to talk about is the humiliation in his suffering. See, death by crucifixion is perhaps one of the most barbaric and painful forms of punishment. Now, experts in the matter believe the humiliation, though, perhaps, is just as bad, if not worse, than the pain. See, for Chris Rock to take the slap across his face is humiliating. The world watched as it happened, as it unfolds. I think perhaps more humiliating for him than painful to be slapped across his face. Some people in you know, in, in response to the incident have, have said that, you know, they, if that would have happened to him being slapped in that way, they wouldn't have kept their cool like Christoph did. They would, they would have been felt so humiliated because of that. So, what did they do to Jesus? Let's look at verse 5. So, Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, behold, The man. Now, they crown Jesus with thorns to what? To humiliate him because they say, "This, this, this is the king of the Jews. He needs a crown. Let's make him a crown of thorns. So they put him on, on him, the purple robe. What is that? Well, the purple robe is imperial robe, royal robe. Again, to tease him. And they paraded him around and said, behold the man, look at him, look at this man. See, some some people have um, high tolerance of pain, I know that. Usually women, men I'm not so sure, uh, because I know me, men are generally weaker. And that's why I believe it is the women who give birth, not the men. Now, if the medical science industry would, you know, if if it is the men, then the medical, I, I believe the medical science industry would have to come up with a much stronger pain medication than epidural, for sure. Uh, if if we are men, the one who needs to go through the pain of childbirth. I'm I'm half joking, uh, <laughs> but I, I witnessed my wife, Poppy, looking after the kids today, next door, go through the pain of childbirth three times. I was there. The first time I almost died because he was she was so in pain that she headlocked me, right? And I remember the first first thing when, you know, when everything settled, Poppy asked me, did you take photos? (laughs) I was just like, I told her I almost died in there, not knowing she was the one who was going through all this pain of childbirth. Poppy did all three kids, Natural birth without epidural. Uh, so I, I can tell you, I won't be able to do that, uh, not in this lifetime nor in the lifetime to come. See, I try to, man, I have tried to imagine, right, we try to imagine what's, what is it like, the pain of childbirth. Uh, someone told me it's like stabbing a five centimeter long hot nails into your leg and leave it there. Some women say it's actually worse than that. So perhaps pain we can handle, women especially. But if we can't, we can always take medication. Painkiller, the strongest one, whatever it is, we can always take medication to numb our pains, if it is physical pains. But what is the medicine we can take for humiliation and injustice? Well, perhaps we say we can, we can try and forget it and bury it, erase it from our memory. Well, good if we can. But most people, however, they will react. When they are humiliated, when they face injustice, they will react, they will retaliate. And that's human being. That's why there's road rage, right? What is that? You're being humiliated. Somebody cut across your lane. There's no respect of you as a driver. You you retaliate, you get angry. You've been humiliated. It's it's normal. It's common. People but people retaliate differently. Some they just show that I drive a better car and then on the next traffic light, you know. They just go crazy for like five meters. Right? I don't know why, but you know, they just burn half half of their petrol tank when it's over $2, I don't think that's worth it. Keep it under 2,000 RPM, guys. Um, But people do that. Have you seen that? At the the traffic light stop sign where people just do crazy things just for the next 10 meters, just to get ahead of the other person because they're not happy? Most people will retaliate in that way. others actually go further and to hurt the other person. Or if you are more a calm and collected person, you, you keep it cool, you keep it to yourself, but you, what happens is you buried your anger. As you being humiliated, you buried it inside you. Now, the problem with that is it will slowly eat you up. It will eat you alive if you just buried your anger, it, when you don't deal with it. Actually, sometimes they say it's actually healthier to just scream it out than to actually look calm on the outside. See, I, I don't know what, mass, uh, what what is your most humiliating experience in your life, but I can say this, that Jesus experienced this, his most humiliating experience in his life on the way to the cross. That's what our Lord Jesus Christ experienced. The Son of God, can you imagine the Son of God, he was mocked, he was whipped, and he was slapped, he was spat on. Now, speaking of the test of one true character on his worst day, that could be nothing worse than what our Lord had gone through right at this moment. So, we're going to look at this. How, how did Jesus respond in our final point? I remember listening to stories like this, story of Jesus being humiliated uh, treated unfairly when I was primary school, when I was very young in primary school. i you know, I I've got really bad memories, and Poppy can testify to that. I don't remember much about when people say, what happened when, this, you know, when you were young and this? I say, I don't remember. That's a long time ago. But I remember this one time in primary school when my teacher shared the story of how Jesus experienced this, and I just cried in classroom. Um, it is that powerful, for all Lord, the Son of God, to take it, being humiliated and take it the way he did. So how did Jesus respond when life seems to get out of control for him? So finally, the the last point, the power of Jesus' suffering. So how was Jesus able to face his suffering, is what we're going to look at. The injustice, the humiliation. So as we read the story, it, it may seem that the religious crowd the Pharisees, the high priests, and Pilate, the Roman governor, it seems like they are the one in control of the situations, right? Jesus is the one being mocked. Jesus was the one being paraded around. It seems like they are in control. The, the Pharisees say, crucify him. And Pilate integrates Jesus. It seems like they are in control. But are they really? Are they in control? Are they controlling the situation What's going on? Are they in control of of, uh, what's happening to Jesus? Well, the Jewish leaders thought they they were, and that after all, they they brought a a mob along with them, many people, to pressure Pilate to crucify Jesus, right? So look, look at John 19, verse 6. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, crucify him, crucify him. And Pilate said to them, Take him yourself and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. Do you notice what's going on there? Do you notice the power play? Remember last week we looked at this. The Pharisees, the, the religious crowd cannot crucify Jesus. It's unlawful for them. The Romans um, will not allow that to happen. So, but yet here, Pilate said, well, you want to crucify him? Take him. I find no guilt in him. See, the the Jewish leaders tried to pressure Pilate, and Pilate tried to show them that he is the one in control. You want to pressure me? Pilate says, go ahead, take him, crucify him, to show him that he is the one in control. So these two guys, these two group of people, think that they are in control. Both the religious leaders and Pilate, the Roman governor. Uh, Pilate, of course, was being sarcastic right here when he said, take him yourself and crucify him because he knows they can't. They have no power. They cannot crucify Jesus. So Pilate thought that he has the power. He had the authority over Jesus' life, that he has control over Jesus' life. And this is obvious when he said in verse 10, so Pilate said to him, to Jesus, you will not speak to me? Do you not know that authority to release you? And authority to crucify you? However, the Bible says that everything that has happened to Jesus was a fulfillment, a mere fulfillment of the Scripture. What it means is this. God has ordained it, preordained it for it to happen in the exact ways it is happening. Let's look at verse 24. So they said to one another, let us not tear it, but cast lots this is about Jesus' robe. For it to, be, to, to see whose it shall be. And it says next, this was to fulfill the scripture which says, they divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Even to the little details, the scriptures say, this was to fulfill the scripture. And there's a few more to come next week. Perhaps we're going to look at it. That it will say, this was to fulfill the scripture. This was to fulfill the scriptures. It is happening just as God the Father has planned it from the beginning. When we think, the people here think that they're in control, God says, I am the one who orchestrate all of this. Not you. See, when life gets out of control, it is easy for us to get angry and we want to retaliate. And that's what happened with the disciple Peter in the garden, remember? A few chapters back, Jesus was about to be arrested, and Peter cannot imagine his Lord Jesus being arrested. So what did he do when life gets out of control for Peter? When he, you know, f- get frantic, what did he do? He lost his cool and retaliate. Sounds familiar? That's what happened at the Oscars. And before we too quick to judge, we could be just like that. Just remember the last time you are angry behind the wheels. It is so easy for us to retaliate and to lose our cool. Uh, so what did Peter, Peter did? He, he drew his sword and cut off the high priest's servant's ear. Pretty dramatic. But I want to focus on this. Do you remember what Jesus said to him, to Peter, when he did that? Jesus said this, Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? In other words, he's saying, Don't you know, Peter, this arrest, everything is part of my father's plan? This is part of the plan, Peter. Now, you may be tempted to believe that God has ro- lost control um, over your life because life, your life is not as sweet or as beautiful as you had hoped it to be. You may think that somehow, you know, God has incorrectly tuned your life. Maybe this is a glitch. See, There's an unhealthy belief in in some Christian circle, in some churches that says if God is on your side, your life is going to be awesome. That is unhealthy, and I think it's false belief. The Bible never promises that. God never says if you love me, your life is going to be awesome. You're going to be as beautiful um, as you want it to be. See, in John 19, Jesus' life... The Son of God isn't awesome, far from it. Yet Jesus said, this is going according to my Father's plan. That's amazing, isn't it? See, Will Smith, after assaulting Chris Rock, this is amazing. He went on to win the Best Actor Award after the assault. And in his speech, he spoke of himself being called to be a vessel of love. That's what he said. After he slapped someone on the face, he said, I am being called to be a vessel of love. Brothers and sisters, from the beginning of time, humankind have often been resorting to violence, trying to resolve conflicts. And like Will Smith, we might even use the language of love as the reason for our retaliation. And this is why Jesus command us Christians to love our enemies. And that is a shocking, shocking command, to say the least. Because why? When we face injustice, we want to retaliate. We don't want to love. We don't want to do that. We want to hit back. We want to show them who's the boss, who's in control. To love our enemies? That's the last thing in our mind. We want to show people who's the boss, who's in charge. See, when life gets out of control, it is easy to resort to violence, to retaliate. But that's not what our Lord Jesus Christ showed us here or teach us in the Bible. Jesus showed us on the cross that love triumphs over violence and injustice. And John 15, we, we look at this before. John 15, verse 12 to 13 says this, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. A vessel of love, what does it mean? What does it even mean to be a vessel of love? Well, I know this. For Jesus, it means laying down his life for you, for me. When Jesus said, there's no greater love than laying down for his life, for his friends. Jesus did that for you and for me. To me, that's that's the definition of a vessel of love. Not to retaliate, but to surrender your life for the sake of others. So what was Jesus' answer to injustice and humiliation? Not retaliation but to lay down his life, and that's the essence of the gospel. If you want to have the resources to handle injustice and humiliation, disappointment in your life, look no further. Look, look at the cross. Look, at, look at, at Jesus' acts of love on the cross, for he is the true vessel of love. Jesus didn't retaliate, not one bit, even though he's more than capable not only slapping all those enemies in the face. He's the son of God. If you read the Bible, there's so many ways God could deal with God's enemies. He could have done that easily without even having to snap any fingers. Yet he didn't do that. So how did Jesus handle it? Injustice, humiliation. How did Jesus show that he's in control? How can you show that you're in control? Well, Jesus did that by giving grace to the enemies. By loving his enemies. By forgiving them. The next time somebody humiliates you, put you down, try this. Give them grace. Love them. Forgive them. See, I, I used to believe that to show strength, I must fight back. I, I might not look like much of a fighter, but I did when I was little, when I was young. And I regret every bit of it. I thought, I'm strong. I will not let anyone look down on me. I must retaliate. I must show them who's the boss. But through the cross, over times I learned, I realized that strength and character is shown when we don't repay evil with evil. Rather, when we show grace and love. Can you imagine when somebody humiliates you, betrays you, you come up to them, you give them a hug, you forgive them, you show them love and grace. Can you imagine, instead of slapping Chris Rock across his face, Will Smith walk up and embrace Chris Rock and say I love you brother. Now that's character. That's character. That is true strength. That is maturity. That's what that is what we must do when life seems to be out of control. When we don't know what is going on. How can we keep our cool because we know who has the control? God, our Father is in control, even though from our point of view, it seems crazy, but God is always in control. Let us pray.